what's going on? It's <laughs> what? <laughs> Yikes! Should have taken a sip of water before I started. Sorry for if that startled you, man. It startled me. I tell you what, man. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, my name is Quinn. In case you hadn't figured that out yet, and this is my show, Quinn David Furnace presents the Bean Town Podcast for uh, Friday. It's uh, it's an inverse Friday the 13th, Friday the 31st. That's that's less common to have Friday the 31st and Friday the 13th. You want to talk about spooky, I mean, it doesn't get any spookier than turning the 13th on its head. There was, uh, I, was I was playing a trivia game at a bar in Baltimore one time, maybe about two years ago, and uh, one of the questions was, what is the max amount of Friday the 13th that could potentially happen in one calendar year and I was really proud of myself because you know if you have unlimited time to sit down there and write out a calendar and and do the math um, then it's it's relatively easy to figure it out right but when you're under a time crunch right I think I had maybe two minutes to answer this question um, it's it's kind of tough especially you know if you're just sitting there right now casually or you got a clear mind whatever you're doing your heart rate's low you could probably figure it out pretty quickly but you know when you're playing bar trivia you've had maybe a drink or two it's loud it's very uh you know lots of distractions you know it's tougher to figure out i'm happy to say i got it right i think the answer is four it's three or four um and for those of you hey listener engagement for those of you playing along at home Try to figure out how many uh, potential, what's the max amount of Friday the 13th that can occur in one calendar year. We'll even say leap year included, although I don't think that impacts it. So I guess the way to, to start is, you know, have January 13th be a Friday and then just work your way from there. Um, fun little brain teaser. Maybe we should have more brain teasers on the Bean Tom podcast. We'll see. Uh, what's going on? It's Friday, as promised. If you tuned into last week's episode, which uh, was actually one of my all-time favorites, uh, if I'm being honest, I really had a good time. Thank you so much to Tarek Shahada for his great idea for us to power rank invasive species. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I think I'm really in my element here on the podcast when I can get kind of a, a central topic or or theme of some sort to talk about and then just kind of freelance it uh, off of that. You know, I, I have a lot of fun doing that sort of stuff and I hope you had fun listening to it as well. If you haven't, if you're tuning into this episode uh, for July 31st, Spooky, and you didn't listen to our episode from Sunday the 26th, I would encourage you to go check it out. Um, cause we had a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're recording on a Friday, not a super common thing to do here for the podcast. I'm actually in the middle of the workday right now. This is technically my lunch. Uh, it's about noon on Friday, the 31st. So yeah, I still got work emails coming in, but I had to do it at some point because, uh, early tomorrow morning, driving out to Indiana for a wedding. Haven't been to Indiana in a while. Um, and I uh, haven't been to a wedding in over a year, so this is exciting. I don't know what the, you know, social distancing, mask wearing kind of situation is going to be, but we're going to play it by ear. Um, 
That it's tough, you know. I feel like there might be some peer pressure, like because I want to show up. Because I think it's it's technically indoor. Um, it's some sort of like hybrid kind of space. But you know, I I my concern is I'm going to show up and I'm going to go in with the mask, and then no one else is going to be wearing the mask, and then it's like you want to take it off one to feel because it feels better you feel more comfortable but two to you know kind of blend in but then it's like that doesn't seem like a super socially responsible thing to do so i i I don't know we'll update you next week um but things are going to be interesting haven't been to a, a large gathering in a while um and then you know won't get back till sunday at some point tbd we're gonna be um you know we've got the whole day uh, to ourselves with a rental car to go wherever, do whatever we want to do. So uh, we will uh, keep you all posted on that. But, uh, yeah, short week. Haven't had a ton of time in between recordings here. But uh, you haven't missed much. In case you're wondering what I do all week, I literally sit on the couch, work three jobs from my couch, and I go for runs Monday through Friday, or Monday through Thursday and Saturdays, and I use my foot bath, I drink a lot of coffee, both hot and iced, and occasionally a cold brew, and now I'm watching baseball, although it seems like MLB is going to crap town here. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beat Town Podcast number one. We'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Yeah, it looks like MLB is uh, not going to make it. I mean, they've literally got like like seven or eight teams right now that are completely off because of COVID tests um, or positive COVID tests. I mean, good luck. It doesn't because uh, it spreads, right? I mean, there you know, obviously COVID spreads, but the like fact that you know one team gets shut down then automatically there's another team or a collection of other teams that get shut down if that you know original team was going to play them and then it's just it's kind of spreads like wildfire and eventually you feel like everyone's just going to get nailed by it so disappointing we'll see um but uh, health and safety comes first of course the uh, good news is we still have nascar Watched a lot, lot of NASCAR this year. You know, they started, they had like two races, and then it got shut down for like a month, two months, and then they're back. Um, I, you know, I watched a decent amount of NASCAR in high school, but uh, you know, last seven or eight years of my life, just kind of followed it. Never really sat down to watch a race unless it was like Daytona or Talladega. Um, but this this year, it's just felt like there's not much else to watch, you know. And I'm also, I don't know, I like TV shows, and obviously I'm a big movie guy. But I don't love to just like sit in front of the TV and watch multiple TV shows in a row or uh, TV show episodes in a row. I just get kind of bored. Um, I like having live sports to watch. <sighs> But yeah, boy, If in case you're wondering, we didn't come with any material. Shocker. 
this is going to be a uh, short podcast because uh, I don't have that much to say. I'll tell you what, though. A couple of things that have happened this week. I, uh, so I, I usually make my own coffee at home. <laughs> when, I, when I thought about talking about this, I was hoping it would be a more exciting story, and I can already feel going into it not as excited about it. But I'll just, I'll just let you know kind of a quandary I'm in. Quandary. Great word. Q-U-A-N-D-A-R-Y, quandary. Um, you know, a, a couple times a week, I'll go out and buy coffee. Uh, if I have to work at night, I'll usually get an iced coffee um, to help me get through that. Um, and then I usually get a cold brew every other weekend. There's this local place that just kind of popped up um, that's pretty expensive, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, but then you know, usually on Friday mornings to kind of like celebrate and treat myself for making it to the end of the week. I don't usually brew my own coffee. I'll go out to a local place and get some. But I tell you what, and I'm not going not gonna to name names here, but it's uh, one of my local uh, coffee joints here. They were shut down by COVID for a while, only reopened about a month and change ago. And I, you know, it's it's the local coffee joint. They make a lot of their money off of Loyola kids, and obviously they're not going to be doing that um, anytime soon. And, you know, it's just you want to go support them, right? And I'm not, you know, shelling out tons of money here. Just usually I go there once a week. Um, it just feels like a nice thing to do. But I, I I, tell you what, I have gone there a number of times in my life now, you know, once a week for the past month or so. And then just when things were well, before quarantine, I'd go there occasionally on a Saturday or Sunday in the winter because they got Wi-Fi and good seating and you can just hang out, do whatever you want to do, get out of the house for a little bit. But lately, I don't know if they've changed their uh, their coffee beans or their style or what, but I usually go and order a red eye, which is a blend of just regular coffee and um, another type of coffee, espresso. It's like one shot of espresso or something like that. This coffee... And maybe I just need to try something different, but I don't know. Um, it's really, really bad. And I've read some reviews online that have kind of shared in that sentiment. Um, it's so bitter. Like, it, it, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I, the coffee I brew at my house is uh, from a local um, company here in Chicago. I forget what it's called, Sputnik Coffee, I think. Um, and I think that stuff is fine. It's not amazing, but it's fine. But it, it makes this other local stuff I get, you know, on Friday mornings lately just, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know if it's just a taste preference thing or if it truly is awful, but it's not working for me. But I don't want to, you know, it's like you either go, you get the Americano Red eye, you can get a black eye, just a regular coffee, whatever. I feel like the only way I would really like what I'd be getting there is if I go up to like the latte situation. But at that point, it's like you're you're basically just having a milkshake, calorie wise. Uh, and the worst part about all this, it was never a cheap place to begin with. And this is where I feel bad. Um, 
they've you know with with COVID nineteen restrictions, there's like they do some sort of COVID nineteen surcharge. I don't I don't remember exactly what their percentage is, but it's like twenty percent extra that they're adding. So you go in there and get a a regular red eye, and after the surcharge and tip, you're out like five bucks. Which I know it's Chicago, higher cost of living, but like it's <laughs> it's hard because you want to go in there, you want to support them, but if the you if you hate yourself with every single sip of the coffee you 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 take, I just don't know how much more I can do. You know, it's a real quandary. If anyone has any advice on this situation, I don't know. I don't, it's tough, right? Like, you want to support local business. You want to shop local. Most of the coffee I drink is local. Occasionally, I get some Dunkin' Donuts. I guess it's just Dunkin' now. But, man, if that if you're not liking the product, I mean, how much can you do for them? That's tricky, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I should see if there's another local place I could try to go support once a week. We'll see. Not naming any names, but it's rough, man. I'm sitting there on my daily Zoom meeting this morning, and just every sip you take, every sip you take, every latte you make, every brew you take, every bean you grind, I'll be sipping you. Um, maybe the first time we've ever sung Sting on the Beantown podcast, two and a half years in. Uh, I was talking about this in our like uh, family group chat um, a couple days ago, and no one really said anything, which is fine. But it, I was just my, my own musings. Can you believe that we are a year and now seven complete months into year two? We are over halfway uh, done with year three of the Beantown podcast, which is crazy. It's one of those things where I feel like I've done nothing and everything at the same time. Kind of, That's kind of what quarantine has felt like, you know? I'm sure other people feel this way, and then I'm sure there are other people who don't feel this way. But especially with summer, it's like I kind of feel like I haven't done anything because I haven't. But I don't really know if I feel, like, bad about that because... I don't really get that much FOMO. The only time I occasionally get FOMO, for those of you who aren't hip, fear of missing out, F-O-M-O, cool acronyms. Um, You know, occasionally I'll see, like, a friend that's on vacation somewhere fun wilderness-wise. And then occasionally, like, friends out at the bars. But... I don't I don't feel a FOMO from any sort of like indoor gathering type of situation cuz that just makes me mad like that just makes me that doesn't give me FOMO that just gives me like uh, there's no good adjective for this but like wanting to judge those people hard like I can't tell you how many Instagram stories maybe you feel the same way um I like watch and scroll through and all I want to do is just send a nasty like comment and that's something that you know like college Quinn would have done at the drop of a hat which is a fun phrase. And and older Quinn tries not to do that anymore. And I don't really do it. Um, but it's it's still hard sometimes, man. You gotta control myself. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there are certain things that, you know, mind your business, whatever, 
don't judge. But then there are other like large scale pandemic public health crises related things where I kind of feel like I I I can judge and I still haven't, but um it's tough. Speaking of uh of judging. Wow. Um my I don't know if what happened if this particular uh extended family member just started like shit posting like crazy on Facebook or if Facebook all of a sudden just decided in their algorithm to start showing me their posts. Um, or again, not going to name any names, but I have a extended family member, not, not, you know, not mom and dad, not brother, sister that has just gone off the absolute deep end as an anti-masker, right? Not anti-vaxxer, anti masker it's the new hip trend um just the amount of like breitbart websites breitbart-esque websites and then other websites that like you click on it and within about five seconds you're pretty confident that this is backed by some sort of russian hacker um the amount of intentional disinformation, misinformation um, being spread across Facebook or at least on my newsfeed is absolutely mind-blowing, mind-numbing, shocking. Um, So I've made it my personal mission to report every single post as false news. And I'm not sure, I haven't really been following up on this particular family member's profile um to see if anything's been getting uh removed but boy it's it's rough just how sad is it to like live in that little bubble i i went on an instagram rant on this actually at 4 a.m yesterday morning um posted like 10 stories which i i never do like that's just not my vibe um but I just got fed up with seeing all the Facebook posts from this particular person, and I really went off on them on Instagram. Just the the extremist far right, like anti everything. What what is that? Anti science, anti federal power, unless you know it's something that you want the federal government to get involved in like women's reproductive rights or protesters in cities, right? It's total pick and choose, which we're all that way to a certain extent, but it seems a lot uh, more built out on the far right end of the spectrum. Um, But just anti everything. In fact, I, and I, I try to avoid getting into the, um, you know, the Facebook arguments because what, I mean, obviously everyone knows it's not going to do anything like, no one goes into those Facebook arguments anymore thinking like, all right, I'm going to change some minds. It's just it's just a sheer like entertainment value at this point. At least it is for me. But I commented on this particular family member's post about, um, oh, man, I don't even, oh, you know, going back to school. And, of course, in, in lovely hip, uh, <laughs> hypocritical fashion, this person hours before posted about how it wasn't safe to hold an election and then two hours later talked about how safe it is to open up schools. 
And, you know, they're spewing all sorts of children can't pass it on to other people type of just, frankly, straight up, like, lies, things that go against direct evidence to the contrary. Um, and so I just, I, I try not to go on Facebook to attack views, although there are plenty of views on there and stories and misinformation that, that deserve to be attacked. But I, I pretty much just go on there and comment sort of the right stuff or what the science is, yada, 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 whatever. And so I just said something small, like, um, you know, they were talking about going to schools and comparing it to protesters outside and uh, or reopening schools, comparing it to outdoor protests and being like, you know, that's so hypocritical of the left. Uh, and I just commented something like, you know, indoor transmission rates are way, way worse, which is just backed by science. Also, common knowledge. Don't have to be a rocket science to figure that out. Rocket scientist to figure that out. Um, and then, you know, this extended family member and their posse of, I don't even know, white people in Wisconsin, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, just all over it. Like there's no evidence to back that, whatever, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then the most shocking part of all this, and then I'll, I'll finish this story. I promise. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how this went down. Essentially, you know, someone, I don't know if it was my family member or someone else said something about the fact that, you know, like all viruses, oh yeah, this is what they said. So it's like, like all viruses, you know, this is something you have to get or, or getting it makes your body stronger, which in theory is true, assuming you survive it. And also, that's a huge generalization, though, also, because we don't know. It, we have, like, no scientific research on the full, you know, effects of how COVID impacts your body, right? My girlfriend and her roommates are still having lingering symptoms, and they had it four months ago. I don't know what it's done to my body. You know, I was asymptomatic when I had it, but I don't know if that's going to mess me up in the future. No clue because we don't know yet. Um, and so I commented something really simple, not not attacking anybody, but basically in response to that lovely person saying something along the lines of, you know, you just have to get it, um, and it will make you stronger. I said something like, you know, tell that to the 150,000 Americans who have died, which I think is a very fair, straightforward thing to say. Um, and that, then my, uh, extended family member said, uh, well, I don't believe that's actually true that 150,000 people have died. And at that point, that's just like the most shocking, like, I have nothing else to say to that, right? If you're not believing that people are dying, I mean, <laughs> and I, I have held my tongue with the Herman Cain thing. Um, because it's a really, rest in peace to Herman Cain, it's a really hard line to walk. And I don't want to politicize anyone's death. I don't, I think that's nearsighted, shallow, whatever. It's a low blow. At the same time, 
he was all over. Uh, he was signing the waivers to attend the, the rallies in Tulsa. He was making light of it on Twitter, making fun of it. And, you know, the rest is history. Um, so I just, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> these wild extremists, there's really no other way to put it. I guess the only way they'll change their mind is after they've died. So that's nice. That's very nice. It's a fun, fun image. Uh, I got to take my multivitamin here. Live on the air. That's very exciting. You know, just consider yourself lucky that I didn't spend this whole episode reading the uh, nutrition facts on these daily multivitamins. Men's daily multivitamin from Target. Target! 300 tablets. It's almost enough for the whole year. Almost. Speaking of which, if anyone's figured out the Friday the 13th brain teaser yet from the opening of this episode, shoot us an email, beantownpodcastyahoo.com against beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. We always love hearing from you. Um, boy, there's a lot of... <laughs> it's supplemental facts, or supplement facts. Okay, that makes more sense than supplemental facts on the back of this. But you got your hundred over 100% of vitamin A, that's good. Thiamine, riboflavin, niacine, vitamin B6, folate. 750% of vitamin B12, that's crazy. That's a lot of percentage. 343% of chromium. Wow. That's pretty neat. I don't know what chromium is, but I feel like a transformer or something taking my chromium supplements. Pretty cool. Uh, let's read some ads here and then, you know, just a couple other things in a short second half, and uh, I'll let you go again. Apologies if you if you were riding high after this past weekend's episode thinking, wow, Quinn... Quinn, maybe get a get started on a hot streak here. Apologies for that. And I also I I did consider, you know, bringing the podcasting equipment with me in the car, um, and doing a a podcast with Rachel. Either on the way into Indiana or on the way out of Indiana on Sunday, um, but frankly, I just decided I didn't want to lug that stuff around. So. Someday. Um, boy, we haven't done a podcast from outside of Illinois in I legit have no clue. I mean, I haven't left the state since late February, and, and even then, um, you know, I wasn't... We weren't podcasting from those places. I th- maybe did a show from... I didn't even do a show from Alabama, in January, I just came back and I ranted on it. That was a good episode. It's possible we haven't done a, a remote episode yet this year. And it's possible we won't have one until Christmas. Potentially. Potentially. Um, TBD. Okay. All right. I'm um, sorry. I just got a email from China. I was trying to read through here. Uh, let's read our ads quickly here. And uh, then I've got a little bit of good news. Could always use some good news 
to head into our weekend. It's really not that exciting, but um, it's something. Um, are you tired of selling your house uh, for Home Pride Oregon? Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, you have to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or you could just visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Quick shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's crisp, clear audio quality. It sounds good and it makes you feel good, which is even more important. You know, with a healthy dosage of Samson Q2U and your men's daily vitamins with now with extra chromium and 750% of your B12 or B6, whatever I said. With a name like Samson, it's got to be good. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. That's a prophetic reference for those of you who haven't read the Old Testament, which frankly is pretty, pretty long and dry. Sad. Uh, more emails. This is what I get for trying to do a podcast in the middle of the day on a Friday. Although I'll tell you what, man, last, I think I shared this on the air. I aired my grievances on the air last Sunday when I was recording and still getting emails live on air. That was fun. Um, don't email people on Sunday, friends. Bob and Weave, uh, Cuts by Q. We all know the hairstyle and we all love it, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicago land area. From beehives to bangs, full hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut. It's Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. All right, sing it with us. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at cut. By Q. All right, good stuff. Um, welcome to our uh, abridged second half of the program here. I don't have too much for you. I figure um, we'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, just one thing to kind of touch base on, and then uh, just following up on something I had previously talked about. Um, and then I was thinking, uh, you know, since we, we don't get to really play music when we do our video casts and I was just trying to make this week as low maintenance as possible because I have limited time to do it middle of the day. I have work to do for multiple jobs. Um, so I, I, uh, I, we're not even going to put this on YouTube. I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. It takes 10 minutes to upload, and then that's going to be it. So apologies, you know. If, and if you are, you know, this is worth mentioning, if you are someone who normally just watches the podcast on YouTube, uh, you know, we try to put most of our stuff on there, 
but it's far from all. Probably two-thirds of the stuff goes on YouTube, but, you know, there are plenty of episodes. If you're thinking Quinn only posts, I guess you wouldn't know this if you only watch on YouTube because you'll never hear this. But if you're thinking Quinn, you know, the only time Quinn comes out with a new episode is when he goes on YouTube, you would be wrong. Um, if you're thinking he posts, you know, sometimes, some weekends, not others, well, we haven't missed a show yet, and we've been doing this since January 13th, 2018, which feels like a lifetime ago. It's crazy. Um, music. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of music to play us out here, um, but I also want to mention... Um, I have a new iPod. Wow, that's exciting. And it's an actual iPod. It's not an MP3 player. So to briefly catch you up on the saga, I had bought a iPod Nano 4th Gen, green little numbers, like my first big purchase in life, 125 bucks from Target when I was in maybe 7th grade. Um, I remember I had a piano lesson with Mary Jo Armstrong, who lives in Hyde Park now. And afterwards I got... Uh, you know, mom to take me over to Target so I could buy it. It was really exciting. Um, I had had like an MP3 player before. Um, I don't remember why I really wanted the iPod, but I got it. And that baby worked like a charm. It, it In different phases of my life, I would use it more time, more than other phases. Like I think in college, like my freshman year or something, it probably just like sat in my drawer the whole year. I don't think I ever used it. Um, but lately in life, it had been getting a lot of use, you know, on my commute, just an hour each way. And then in quarantine, um, now that I'm running five times a week, by the way, tomorrow's long run, which I've got to get in super early because then I got to take a bus to the car rental place and grab the car around like 830. That's going to be super early. Yikes. Um, tomorrow's run is my hundredth run of quarantine. This is week 20 of quarantine. Tomorrow... Morning will be my 100th run. No, I have not been keeping track. I haven't, I don't know the exact mileage. I could probably give you a pretty good averaged estimate of how many miles total. In fact, I'll probably do that later just for funsies. Um, but I don't, no, I don't know exactly how many miles it's been. But tomorrow is my 100th run, which is exciting. Um, but I, that iPod had been, uh, you know, had been gone, gone with me through two marathons, um, a lot of miles, just a lot of time in general. Stupidly, this was either late March, early April. I don't remember exactly when. Went on a long run, ran a half marathon in the rain um, on a Saturday morning. And nowadays, if if it's raining outside, I'm not not taking out, you know, iPod MP3 player no matter what, like. Just leave it inside. Not worth it. I wasn't so stupid to just, you know, bring it out like I normally would or, or, or bring it with me as I normally would. I put it in a Ziploc bag, um, and I still I felt good about it. In fact, I ran almost the entire half marathon until I was literally at Pratt and uh, Greenview here, which is three blocks from my apartment. Um. And it died then. And I knew I was on a full charge, so I knew it wasn't that. In fact, the iPod is still sitting in rice. This happened three to four months ago. It's still, I still have a bowl of brown rice in my kitchen that my iPod is just sitting in. I need to give it up, but um, 
you know, I haven't been eating a lot of rice lately, so I haven't seen the need to. Um, so that was a bummer because I'd had that thing. You know, I, I bought it when I was 12 or 13. Um, so I'd had it for 12 or 13 years, uh, half my life. So I, I go off uh, or onto Amazon and buy an MP3 player. It's got an FM radio. It's got, you know, good reviews, all that stuff. I use that for maybe two months, two and a half months. And all of a sudden, it it started to have issues um only a couple weeks in i guess um where it would like i'd be running and it would finish a song and then just turn off and i wouldn't be able to turn it back on and i knew it wasn't a battery thing so i'd have a full charge and i'd plug it back in and it would turn back on and be fully charged like okay this is weird other times you would just have to like let it cool down basically for a couple hours before you could do anything with it before you could turn it back on, but it wasn't a battery issue. Um, so this whole, it was frustrating because it was just really unpredictable. Eventually one day when it, in the, the, the wildest thing about this MP3 player was that it would never just crap out in the middle of a song. It would wait very politely until it had finished a song and then it would shut off. I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't know anything about the tech of this stuff, but just weird. Um, eventually, one day, you know, about a month ago, it just, after a song, shut off, which happens occasionally, and uh, never was able to turn it back on. That was it. So I go onto Amazon, and I'm like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do some hardcore review reading here. We're going to make sure we get the exact right one because this has got to stop. I'm moving on to my third model in the last, you know, two months or so. So I buy another MP3 player, and this one's really cool. Also, as a FM radio player, it's a little bit lighter. I'm excited for it. Literally, like two days in, it's got you know like a touch screen for buttons, and it just stops responding. I can turn it on, but I can't click on any of the the buttons. And so I shipped it right back. I think I used it three times, maybe before I stopped being able to use it. It was just shocking. So then I was like, okay, I'm at a crossroads here. I'm not, I, I'm not going to keep buying shitty MP3 players because they clearly cannot handle my runs. Um, so I'm like, I, I need to go back. I, and I'm not like a huge Apple proponent, right? I'm on, recording on the Mac right now, which I've had since uh, senior year of high school. And that's been good. But when this baby finally craps out, um, I'm not buying another Mac. And I didn't really want to buy another iPod, right, because they're expensive. You, the only new iPod you can buy right now is a Touch. And I think the cheapest it runs you is like 200 250 or something. And I didn't even want a Touch. All I literally just, like, want something where I can plug my headphones in and listen to music or radio, either one or both. I don't care. So I don't need to pay $200 for that. So I go to a refurbishing website, and um, I purchased another. I figured I had such good luck. First go-around with the 4th Gen Nano, I purchased a refurbished 4th uh, Gen Nano. It's black. I'm looking at it right now. It's silver, and uh, the like wheel is black. We've charged it up. We loaded our favorite songs on it. It's only 8 gigs, which is... You know, probably shocking to those of you out there with those phones that are like five terabytes. But, um, you know, I'm going old school here. So I'm going to take it out for a spin on my long walk today uh, after I get off work. It'll be its first test drive. 
But I'm excited, you know. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, famous last words. I I was excited about the last two MP3 players I bought, and here we are. But um, we're gonna see how it goes. So that's my update on that. I did have multiple people, both who listen to the podcast and just other people, um, other friends in life uh, this past week who reached out offering to you know allow me to use their uh, old music listening devices, which I do appreciate. So thank you so much if you did um, reach out. We'll see how this iPod goes. I have high hopes. Um, and I think honestly, like, you know, a, a big issue I think with the last couple of MP3 players was the sweat factor. Um, so I think what I'm going to do just as a blanket policy moving forward on my runs is every single run, I'm going to stick the MP3 player or the iPod in a Ziploc. Um, and it's, you can't close it off completely, obviously, cause you have to get the, um, the wire through there for the headphone jack. But I think just taking that extra precaution hopefully will help because I just, I, I got to stop burning through money on this stuff. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, I'm going to, let me pause for a quick second and uh, let's, I'm going to readjust, move over to the piano. I don't know how good the audio quality is going to be. I haven't found a good way to like set up my microphones. I really it'd probably be worth investing in two stands, one for vocals and one for piano um, for any recording I want to do. I don't have that set up right now, though, so it uh, I don't even know how it's going to sound. Probably not great, but I'm going to do my best. Um, but uh, hang on. Hang tight for a second while I go readjust, and we'll be back with a little song to play us out. But that's all I got for you, so uh, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. One thing led to another. There was like a 15-minute break in there. You know, that just tells me that my time's running up here and I got to get back to work. Uh, so I'm going to play one quick song for you here. We were talking about Coldplay a couple weeks ago. And uh, it might be fun to play one of their new songs. We'll see how it goes. And it's going to be one take. So uh, let me get situated and we'll try it out. This one's called Cry, Cry, Cry. All right. Take 101. Apologies for the quality. This is as good as it's going to get. In a book about the world Called the luminous thing There are trees and flowers growing While Jesus Bodhisattva sings When you cry, 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 baby When you cry, cry, cry When you cry, 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 baby I'll be by your side Don't want us to hurt each other Or cause each other pain 
Don't wanna feel what we don't know We're in this together, babe We're singing this to rain So I'll never, never, never let you go When you cry, 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 baby When you cry, cry, cry Hey, take care, be safe, be sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.